of the um, workers on strike. We're now joined uh, for some clarity on this by Mango Airlines uh, spokesperson uh, Sergio Dos Santos. Sergio, good afternoon to you. Um, we've heard in the bulletins actually that things are proceeding as normal. Can you still say that's the same as far as your flights around the country are today? I can confirm that, Stephen. Um, our flights are, um, <clears throat> some of them have experienced delays and some have actually been, um, you know, delayed slightly. But what we are doing is we've got a contingency plan in place. So where we can't accommodate certain passengers, they are moving on to different flights. So some of our competitors and our partners. So we have made sure that people have reached their destinations. Um, as as they've you know requested from us, so no no one yet has not made it to their destination. They may have just been a little bit delayed. Yes, that's correct. Okay, uh, how sustainable is that model? Because uh, clearly, it presumably costs you a fair amount to this contingency as well. Uh, yes, it is, and we're hoping that it's, it's not a long term. Um, you know, contingency, but people had bought tickets and we have to honor those. And this is our plan that we have in place. So we are working tirelessly to make sure that people reach their destination. Um, we just ask that, you know, customers, please just continue to stay in touch with us via our call center. We will also be SMSing all of them and doing regular updates on social media as well as our website. Let's crunch the numbers. This is the flight crew for your airlines. In other words, the people who sit behind the controls. How many of uh, your your actual flight crew pilots um, are not at work now today? Um, I don't have a final number, but I can say that the, those affiliated to Solidarity are not um, on stri- are, are currently on strike today. Okay, so how many of your, your, your actual uh, airplanes have been able to operate today? Um, like I said, it was only a limited number of flights that were actually operated today. Um, I don't have a full number. Mm. Okay. In terms of uh, solving this, how soon do you hope to uh, resolve the issue with the, the, the pilots on strike? Very soon. We are continuously engaging with Solidarity and with our employees in order to find a speedy resolution to this this issue. They want, uh, I understand, uh, 8.5%. Originally, we reported that uh, U.S. Mango are only prepared to offer 6.5%. Where is the compromise going to be, then, if you are going to solve this issue? Well, like I said, we're open to negotiating and having these conversations, both with Solidarity and our, our, our flight crew. But I'm not going to go into the actual detail about it now, as they, we are still engaging with them. Apart from the the, the, wage, the wage, uh, the ultimate wage uh, agreement itself, are there any other issues uh, which need to be resolved to, to help this uh, bring this to conclusion? I'm not aware of any other issues, but we are open to negotiating with them, making sure that we find a middle ground between both parties. That's uh, Sergio DeSanta, spokesperson for Mango Airlines, uh, speaking to us on the situation with the airline. As you heard him say, um, if you do have a ticket booked with Mango, uh, you may end up on uh, another 
carrier, but they are ensuring that people who are booked on Mango are making it to their destinations. But a certain number of uh, the Mango Airlines uh, airplanes themselves are actually grounded as a result of that strike. Meanwhile, a strike at another company, SAA Link, which was set to begin today, has been called off after Satawu and management reached an agreement over wages. Their grievances were that pilots were paid more than the other workers. They say pilots recently received a pay hike of 32%, while the company offered cabin crew only 10%. To look at uh, the labor relations aspect of the strike. And uh, also, I suppose, the, the general health of uh, the industry with the increasing competition. We're joined by Guy Leach, who's editor of SA Flyer and SA Flightcom magazines. Guy, good afternoon to you. Thank you for your time. We've been hearing how much pressure our um, carriers are under, I mean, not only South African Airways, which of course is under particular pressure, but uh, how much damage does this kind of strike by Mango pilots do to the airline? Hi, nice to be with you. Well, you know, I I don't think that the Mango strike is going to go on that long either. I mean, we've seen this, as you mentioned already, just a a 2% difference in in demand and, and offer. So I think it's going to be over fairly quickly. It also needs to be noted that I believe 18 of the 120 or so pilots have declined to strike. So the airline is operating at least some flights on a limited basis. Um, you know, this is sort of a very civilized sort of strike, and I, I suspect it's more, it's almost sort of saber-rattling at this stage rather than any attempt to do serious industrial harm to the airline, as we've seen in other, you know, much more serious or much much more protracted strikes. The, the fact of the matter is, though, it is a it is a very awkward strike, undoubtedly, because um, Mango is a subsidiary of South African Airways, and as we know, so South African Airways is, is absolutely on the ropes right now in terms of the size of its losses. Um, it's also interesting to note, though, that one of the reasons for the creation of Mango Airlines was so it could pay its pilots less than SAA. So I think it's been a long-standing grievance for the 10 years that Mango has been around on this particular issue. And it's interesting to note that Airlink um, has mm-hmm. apparently, according to these reports, um, upped its pilot's salaries by 30%. Uh, it needs to be noted for your listeners that Airlink is not part of South African Airways at all. In fact, it's not government-owned. It's, it's privately owned, unlike SA Express, which is fully government-owned. So if the private sector is, is having to pay much greater um, pilot salaries, then it's natural that it flows through to Mango and might flow onto SAA as well. Yeah, that, let's talk about that SA uh, Airlink one. That particularly is is fairly frightening, and it's led to unhappiness, understandably, on the part of cabin crew, who um, we understand uh, were only offered ten percent in terms of their increase. Do we have the same issues with the remuneration of cabin crew between um, the private airlines and the, the, the members within SAA, for instance? I mean, you've spoken about the issue with Mango and how their pilots are getting paid less than SAA. Is it the same for their air crew? Um, well, yes. So the, the cabin crew um, are, are paid much less than um, – sorry, the, the, the Mango cabin crew are paid less than the SAA cabin crew. But um, you, the earlier part of your question was asking whether this sort of problem exists in SAA, and yes, very much so. In fact, the cabin crew went on strike about oh, just less than two months ago, more like six weeks ago, um, for a day um, demanding better conditions there. So there's increasing demand on SAA by both the pilots and the cabin crew 
to um, to improve their conditions of employment. The pilots in particular are in a relatively strong position because um, there's a massive worldwide shortage of pilots beginning to really um, hit the airlines. And SAA is now finding it's, it's paying its pilots as much as just a third of what, for instance, airlines in, in China and even the Middle East are prepared to pay. So it's going to have to do something if it wants to keep its pilots from, from traveling to Dubai or to perhaps China. In those terms, I mean, presumably that makes it uh, a lot easier and a lot more difficult by the same token for SAA um, and other uh, flight operators operating in South Africa to remain competitive. Because if those uh, we do have fairly free skies uh, in Africa and in South Africa as well to a certain extent. But, I mean, this kind of situation in terms of a lack of expertise globally, and I understand it's an issue here in South Africa, of course, you've spoken to this. I mean, is there a long-term future then for, you know, domestic operators? Well, yes, um, there's a huge demand and a rapidly growing demand for for domestic flights. I mean, we've seen how strongly the what are called the low-cost carriers have grown, how successfully um, Kalula has done, how successfully Mango has been. Mango has probably not lost any, been profitable every year. It's, um, it, 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 it claimed a, a small loss a year or two ago, but it was really SAA just taking an increased share of its um, of costs. Um, and um, and we've seen the success of, of, of Fly South Air. So there's a massive demand for low-cost carriers, and it's growing rapidly across Africa because we're seeing in, in the emergence of a middle class, and it's the middle class who travel, the middle class who do what the travel industry calls VFR, which is visiting friends and relatives. These are the, the, one, the people who now have the disposable income. So we're seeing the emergence of successful um, low-cost carriers and, and airlines just in Africa. For instance, FastJet operating out of Tanzania is operating into South Africa. We've seen JamboJet in, in Kenya. Um, and a, a number of airlines are operating very profitably. Um, Ethiopian is a now well-known case. It, it made um, nearly three billion rands worth of profits last year. And um, the World Air Morocco and, the, and North Africa is doing very well. I think that, again, um, we're seeing a strong growth in Africa for airline transport services, and there's going to be increasing pressure on the airlines um, to meet those salaries, increase salaries, and ultimately tickets are going to start going up, particularly because uh, oil prices have been low for quite some time as well, and that goes to the fuel prices. We'll leave it there with Guy Leach, who's editor of SA Flyer and SA Flight Karma magazines. Thank you very much for his input on that. 18 minutes to 1. The SABC has signed a code of conduct that is enforced by the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa. Under the code, we are committed to giving news that is accurate, comment that's fair, and programming that is not harmful, does not amount to hate speech or violence or explicit sex. If you think we are not living up to that code, then you can inform...